Welcome to the Transatlantic Rant. This is our groundbreaking podcast where we meet somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic to discuss movies, games, and news, our likes and dislikes, and whatever else we might think of at the time. My name is Fraser, and I'm over on the west side of the Atlantic in Canada, representing North America. And in the other corner is Jeremy in England, representing the UK, and dare I say, the Eurozone. Hello, Jeremy. Yes. Yes, I, I'm, I'm Joe. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. I did say it. Do I get a chance to go to the toilet before? <laughs> are you serious? No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I, I've already gone. Good. <clears throat> I made sure I went to. Nice. Um, I have you actually representing the UK in the Eurozone. Uh, you can have Asia. That's a big responsibility. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, you can have Asia as well if you want it. Thank you. This is like risk. Yeah, we're all conquer. Control Russia. Uh, I'm going to be typically North American and think that there's nowhere else outside of here and that we don't have to worry about anywhere else. So, Excellent. Um, so what are we going to go through today? We'll obviously have an intro and a little bit about the podcast. Um, we're going to be covering uh, what we've been up to, some talk about gaming, talk about movies, maybe some stuff about TV, if anybody watches TV anymore. I'm not too sure about that these days. Um, we can cover some sport, uh, any other business, and whatever else might come to mind. Does that sound good? Nice. That sounds lovely. Yeah, great. So about the podcast, I'm not really... Well, I suppose it's just an idea for us to come up with this and um, just uh, talk about issues or uh, things that we do and what we think of them, really. I do, not much more than that. But, uh, any, this will get better. It should get People better. listening. This will get better. Stick with it. It will get better. In the next five minutes, we're going to get into the swing of it. We are. Nice. That's the plan anyway. Okay. So about that's about the podcast. It's not really much. You'll figure it out as you go along anyway. Yeah. Uh, so what have you been up to this week? Well, um, I, I was told to watch some films to, to, to base this around, and I've also got some recommendations. But um, personally, I've been uh, at, at weddings, um, driving up to Norfolk. Um, which was painful, um, and I've just generally been quite grumpy in the car and told that my blood pressure is getting far too high, and um, it has been. Um, but yeah, I had, had a wedding. I, I couldn't drink. It was interesting, um, and I feel all right, actually. I just feel tired all the time. Why is it when you get older, you're, just, you're constantly tired? It's, I don't, I don't, I don't know it it's true. I am constantly tired, always tired. Ever since I ever since I had children, I'm not so much hungry all the time. But no. ever since I had children, I've just uh, I'm always tired. So, but, uh, so how was the wedding? Not drinking at a wedding that doesn't happen very often. Well, I, I mean, I say I wasn't drinking. I mean, I had a couple, but not you know. I, I was literally just had a cup, and that was it. And there's always everyone just sort of standing around. There's some real inbreds there as well. I mean, we got into the church. No, we were a bit late. No one moved for Sam. I had to tell some blokes. One of you's going to be a gentleman, surely, and let let the woman sit down with the baby. Um, some bearded fish was still sort of sitting there, just sort of looking as though I'd asked him, or something like that. It was, it was just, it was just ridiculous and pathetic. There was some big old fat woman. I mean, I'm I'm a cousin. I'm a blood relative. Half the people there, you know, weren't. They were just neighbours or strange people that were just there for some reason, um, and they wouldn't let me sit down, so I had to stand at the back. And then eventually I'd had enough, and I said to this woman, I said, "Is your because there was a gap, probably about four feet, 
Um, and she was just turning everybody away. And I said, can, can I sit there? And she said, no, no, my husband's sitting there. And I said, what is he, enormous? And she said, well, actually, he is. And I turned around, and Jeff Capes, um, for those who aren't listening, Jeff Capes was a wrestler, and he's he, he's enormous. Um, he uh, he was enormous. And um, we still all sat there together, and I was crushed. Um, but he could sing the hymns well. Well... Um, and my son only started screaming when the vicar started. He kind of, this is another thing, he was sitting at the back, and the only noise that he made when the vicar started um, talking on was the only noise he seems to be making at the moment, which is... Um, and proceeded to just say... In the background behind me, um, during it, so my wife had to take him out, and I had to sit there and, and love Jesus. <laughs> Well, that's one of the things you're, you're going to have that stage of the baby stage right now where um, – how old is he now? He's only four months, right? He's four months. Yeah, so yeah. you got that stage for a while now where you're going to have to be one of those parents. They don't fit in society, and I know you spent enough of your time previously complaining about strollers on sidewalks and children in cinemas and all that, where you get to go through that now at first hand. But um, mm. as long as you practice what you preached, then – I'm sure you'll be fine. Well, I've, yeah, I have. I've got a lot more patience. I, I, I literally couldn't, you know, speak lowly enough of people who allowed their children to kick the seat and generally completely indifferent and then wander along um, on, on sidewalks and stuff, literally making everybody walk into the road because they'd obviously had sex or something that happened from that. Um, you know, I, I was very adamant that we weren't going to put in baby on board um, thing in the background. Um, you know, on the back of cars and stuff, because you know why? It's not going to stop a truck mowing you down, is it? Really, let's be honest. You know, if, if they were protectors, they would have stuck them on satellite dishes and on, you know, on aircraft and stuff. So it's pointless. You know, we live in a country where people probably speed up because you've got baby on board. I think you're right. Yeah. I think my blood, my blood pressure goes up when I see those. I. Yeah, well, it's a fertility sort of thing, isn't it? It's like mine works. Well, we have that here. Let's just say we had sex. Mine works. I know you have these people who are very proud. I mean, I'm obviously everyone's very proud of their children. We have the one thing that seems to be doing the rounds here, which is these stick figure families on the back of cars. I don't know. Do you have those in the in the UK yet? Oh God, no. Oh, it's like a bunch of stick figures, you know, and you have a stick figure representing every person in your in your family. I just. I despair. I don't really know. What, 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 like a sort of a... Uh, uh, Just um, stickers on the back of the window. And so you oh, have stickers. two big stick figures for mum and dad and then three stick... Not f- like a nativity play thing. Yeah, almost. It's just like, almost like, you know, Nazi symbols on the sides of Spitfires <laughs> showing how many... <laughs> how, <laughs> how many you've produced. Yeah, how many, how many times you've had an accident in bed, you know. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> So I, I don't know. I just yeah. how many times you're going to be hiding in the shed at the bottom of the garden? Yeah, how many? Fu- your wife screaming. She's already done that. I was actually hiding a couple of weeks back in the garden, just cleaning out the shed. I, I haven't cleaned out in years, and it's I've just found things where I can hide now. And she was screaming out the window that he was throwing a tantrum, and I needed to come in. And I kind of it's like been the dog was being called in, you know. So I, I had to um to come in, and then I just stand around not doing anything, you know, that like. That, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. He's screaming. Okay, we've winded him. We've done the nappy thing. And I just say, have you fed him? And that, yeah, that gets a bit bit miss. It's always the kind of excuse, have you fed him? No, he's probably hungry. Have you fed him? <laughs> yeah, I, I think the thing with that is, is 
with women and babies, you know, there is instinct and there can't be any more greater instinct than a woman and her bond with the baby and all the instincts to nest and, and do whatever. But I don't know if there's any instinct with us men. I'm not sure. Maybe to protect the children, but I mean, there's no real threats in society these days. Nothing's going to come and eat your child. So I'm not really sure. I don't know. The bloke that was sitting next to the wedding, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, your instinct kicked in, you see, so you were looking at well, that. <laughs> I had to be between, between, you know, obviously the missus and, the, and, and Mr. Creosote. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, you know, you're right. I, I, you know, I'm getting better, mate. I mean, I, I'm very hands-on. My dad didn't do anything, you know. He, he didn't change nappy. His generation just was like... Pfft what yeah uh, and laugh. no i know my no. mum told me this story she said she yeah, my mum's always praised how much how hands-on she sees me with the kids and um and she recounts the story where um it was me actually i had absolutely soiled myself in in the most awful way possibly and my mum lost the plot and she said to my to my dad i just can't deal with this anymore you have to sort this out and she came back and all he'd done was just run the a a sink full of water and just put me to sit in it. He didn't even change. Me. He just just sat me in a sink of water. You know that's yeah. There's a slight difference there. So yeah, we're, we're nappy changes. You know, we, we we kind of know all the the ins and outs. I mean, the prenatal stuff and the postnatal stuff. We've been involved in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's you a know, different generation. So. It is. But no, but we're all still expected to have to go to work, come back, get in, be miserable. I have this like thing now. Where it's like the ten minute. Let me just sort of de-stress kind of thing when I get in because I'm literally just ready to kill people already. Even when I'm taking a train, it's just rude people all the time. You know, you, you offer your seat or you open the door for somebody and they don't care. There's no manners anymore. And uh, I normally have to have the 10-minute kind of like get annoyed and shout at the dog and go in the garden, wander around sort of thing. And then uh, that kind of that kind of works, but you're expected to do the work, come in, wash the babies. Normally moody as you like by that point. You know, we call them like mini Hulk because that point you see this kind of like build up and everything just starts to tremor and it's just going to get more and more angry. And then and then he explodes and he's screaming at you while you're trying to put and he doesn't like things being put over his head at all. <laughs> well, you gotta he leave. just wants to be naked. <laughs> well, all I the told time. you not to put plastic bags over him. <laughs> <laughs> He just doesn't want to be buried in the hole in the garden. So what else have you? Oh, yeah, so, so what else have you been up to this week? Oh, sorry. Right. So, so moving on. Um, apart from that, I just, just, I just really hate work with a passion. Um, for the people out there, I, I, I work. I just terrible. It's, I, you know, I, I say this whenever I'm out socially or, or whatever, and I kill a conversation with an acronym. As soon as I say IT, that's it. And it, it's literally like you can just see this slow like movement to the door. What do you do? Oh, I'm a stump pie. What do you? I work on it, and it's just this literal. Oh, right. And everyone just feels sorry for it. It's just sort of horrendous silence. But yeah, I, I do. And um, I fell into it by accident because I didn't have anything else to do. Um, and I just, I just find the whole thing about working, um, especially what I do as a contract, because you just got to pretend that you're good at what you do rather than just not being any good at what you do. You have to sort of lie and be a bit of a salesman. And it's just been chaotic. It's a big project. I'm, I'm kind of hiding a lot. I'm working from home a lot, which means it's basically hiding a lot. <laughs> um, uh, it's yeah, it's just a bit chaotic. And yourself? I mean, uh, working is normal. Yeah, and, uh, that you know works okay. Um, keep me on my toes all the time. Uh, but my major project right now is renovating the bathroom. 
Um, we moved into this house and the bathroom is just disgusting. I mean, the bath had rust in it. It's it's awful, awful. I mean, it'll make you it'll make your skin crawl. Did it have mold everywhere? No, not really much mold, but I mean, it was just awful. Um, have you got a board that goes up against the bath? You know, when those where you got the bath and you have a boarding thing that's normally screwed on so that you can get you take it off and you can get to all the pipes and stuff underneath. No. Uh, we got so you just got the, the bath is there and you can see all of its curves and everything. All the pipes. Um, no, it's all the pipes are in the wall and um, the bath is just. You know, it's all just, you know, it's a fitted bathroom and whatever. But, I mean, it's just like the bathtub. I pulled the bathtub out and it's from 1974. I mean, it's nothing's been changed since then. So, Has it got lots of hair in it? Sorry? Has it got lots of hair in the plugs and stuff? Yeah, there was when we moved in. It was car. pretty awful, you know. Um, I, I did I did ask, mate, and, and the guy, we had a board over the bath. And literally, I opened up the boarding, took all the screws out, lifted it out. And this guy just stuck all his wood, rubbish, junk, plastic bags, everything behind this boarding. Um, so I cleared all of that. And then I realized that, it, that literally the bath was leaking. And it just had this kind of like dank, sort of old old man's wet himself smell. And then in the piping, was just ju- there was just gorillas in there. It was gorillas in the pipe. <laughs> and hairy, hairy, really congealed, strange sort of stuff in there. Um it's also you have to be prepared for it and I, i've also i did the time oh this is a story and a half i i just recently this is two months because we're getting no what was it sorry it was about, no five months ago just before Ruben was born the last job we did was to do the bathroom and i did the uh, i did the toilet so i took the toilet out and, and with the u-bend and the u-bend was still attached and i knew that obviously with the u-bend there's going to be stuff in there and monsters and all sorts of like years worth of plot um, but what I didn't realise is that when I was trying to pull the U-Bend pipe, the big, you know, the big kind of like tube bit that goes at the back, they'd actually created a vacuum and it pluckered, plopped, <laughs> shit, e- e- everywhere, all over me, all over the freshly painted walls that I'd done and all of the nicest sanded floor and e- e- everywhere. And it was just that moment of just sort of standing there in, in just probably not only, I didn't mind if it was my own poo, you know, I don't even mind if it's the missus, but obviously you've got someone like Etchell's, or anybody else that's been around, and, and and years just 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 everywhere, mate. So just remember when you pull off the pipe, it's got a sucker thing that goes round the toilet bit. Well, I've done all that. We've I've pulled up the. I, I mean, that. I've pulled everything out. The whole thing has been gutted, and the toilets come out. That wasn't too bad, um, but it's just what gets me about anything that I seem to do in this house is every time I sort of attempt a job, any 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 job I have to do always leads to two more jobs. And then those two jobs lead to two more jobs each. And it just seems to be constantly uncovering jobs. Plus, I have no idea what I'm doing, so that doesn't help either. But I'm... That's, that, never let that prevent you ever doing DIY. <laughs> no, 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 it won't. I mean, I've, I've put in a bathroom exhaust fan. I've, I actually did the wiring yesterday, redid, put its, um, light sockets in and redid the wiring. So, you know... Oh, the, the wiring in the, in, in the, in the ceiling is a nightmare. Yeah, but I'll have a you, go. You think it's just going to be a couple of wires, and then there's literally... You know the back of C three PO. There's all sorts of stuff in there that you, you you then got to try. I take pictures. I take pictures of there. I write it all down on a piece of paper, and then I go up there, sweat for probably about an hour, and try and bend these things around and fit them in because it's, it's yeah. and then probably about two hours later, the job's done. That's you, yeah. what you got to do, mate. Is you've got to know when you've reached your kind of pinnacle of putting in enough filler. 
to kind of like, <laughs> and oh yeah, that's what you got. Just get tubes and tubes of filler. It's the best. Stuff. Well, I got a feeling filler's got filler is in my future because I went and picked up is. two pieces of drywall. Um, I don't know if you call it drywall in the UK, but you know, plasterboard, plasterboard. plasterboard. Yeah. And I picked up two pieces of those, half of them sticking out at the back of the car. And it's fantastic. The car have swallowed up, you know, most of them. So I could could get over back home with them. But I went over a big bump and heard this crack. And as I unloaded, you know, one of my pieces of plasterboard, there's a big chunk out of it, you know, right. Are you supposed to keep them together? Yeah, not even leaving, you know, doesn't leave a length big enough for my ceiling. So I'm going to have to fill that in. So I don't know. It's it's all fun. But um, you've got to put it on your head. You've got to screw it, screw it in on there. You have to make a little T-bar thing at the end. But filler. Just get tuned to that. I, I, I literally put our skirting boards in, and when they came out as sort of enormous gaps, I just shoved in tubes worth, tubes and tubes worth of, of filler, covered it over, and now I didn't realise, obviously, over time, stuff starts to dry out and bend, and wood expands and contracts, and there's just enormous gaps now that you, you could probably lose, you know, small dogs in. So... Um, I have the picture yeah. of it in my mind's eye. It's going to be beautiful when it's finished. But, yeah, um, get filler. Yeah, but filler. Just get, get the filler. Okay. Get filler. Okay, sorry. All right, good. So that's the intro. That'll do for the intro and what we've been up to this week. I can tell you what, we'll be talking about my bathroom for the next three months. Nice. So I thought we uh, – let's move on to some gaming talk. Um, you been playing anything this week? I, I, I've actually been uh, really impressed. I, I don't play the Xbox anymore. I have to admit, uh, Eastie isn't going to like it. Eastie's a friend of ours. He's a Microsoft whore. Um, he works for them. But I've I've just taken advantage of downloading games off the, the PlayStation, and this is an old game. And for the people out there, they've probably gone, "Yeah, well, this has been around for yonks." But I I hadn't played this. But Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Las Vegas. Oh, that's a great game. And it's just I just think it's genius. I mean, it's a bit gets a bit samey towards the end, and I'm at this bit now where I have to try and shoot this helicopter down in it, and I just giving up on that point you know you just get older and you just think i've taken as far as i can go of it can't be asked well yeah um, that's I've a whole other that. point it, actually just very quickly and uh, just to interrupt i mean that's a very good point because i found now that i have absolutely no shame in pulling going to game facts or something and pulling a walkthrough i can't spend an hour looking for a key I just oh. haven't got that much time left in my life. No. Um, so I have no shame in doing that whatsoever. But Vegas is a very good game. It's an old game, yeah. but it's, I really enjoyed it. If you get your head around the different sort of pacing, it's not run and gun at the, all. The only bit where you can have like, these comedy moments is, is your two Laurel and Hardy characters, or, or, the, or the, I don't know, uh, these two numbnuts, like the soldiers in, um, in the Holy Grail who keep following the king out is that they can't get through the door, so you're sort of stuck with them, and you're all kind of like trying to squeeze through uh, through the door. It's going to get out. Or when you, you, you're, you're kind of ready to do some action, and you look round, and you call them, and they're, they're about five miles away, kind of still trying to get through a door together, and you've got to lead one through, and then lead, I, didn't, I didn't, couldn't get that, but after the AI on it, that's a lot to be desired, really. Although the opposition, though, I, I did like the AI with them. They, 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 they were pretty crafty. Um, yeah. Good weaponry, excellent weaponry. I mean, there's so many guns in there, it's just ridiculous. Although you're not really too sure of the difference between them. I mean, they say there's more firepower, whatever. I, I didn't really get involved in that. But stealth-wise, thought it was great. Bad points, yeah. Men getting in the way. Um, I, I, I kind of like feel that the, the, the saving in the game really let it down. You, you, you're spending ages sort of going for a level, 
and you can't do automatics. You know, you can't save at that that given point. You have to keep replaying and playing a bit. And I'm too old. You know, they need they need old man's level, and then all the other levels. And old man's level is save a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I understand that. Um, yeah, the multiplayer was good. We played a lot of the multiplayer back when that came out. Um, that was fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you said you downloaded that. You didn't buy yeah. the. You didn't buy a hard copy. You downloaded it. I, I downloaded it, and and I, I'm kind of like a PlayStation Plus man, you know. Um, so you get about two pound discount, even though you're spending twenty five quid a year to just get a two pound discount. Um, How much was it to buy the game overall then for you? I think I think it's fifteen quid. See, that's still, no, 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 that's still a lot of money, though, for that. Yeah. That's an old title. I'm sure you could pick that up cheaper no, no. I, I, in just, the shop. It's, it's just convenience, isn't it? Well, that's a very good point. Actually, one of the things I wanted to talk about in the news, um, um, I'll tell you what, we'll jump to, uh, maybe we shouldn't jump. Um, I'll tell you quick, quickly what I've been playing there. We'll come back to the news items because yeah. I have it on my list here. Uh, have you been playing anything else? Um, yeah, I, I've sort of um, been picking up again. Um, my Zelda. Oh yeah, um, the, Skyward the, the, Sword. Yeah, um, but again, I'm at the point, probably a little bit like you, where I have to keep reverting to um, looking at walkthroughs because I just can't spend that time running around with a, 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 a an animal throwing him off a cliff or swimming through a tide or whatever I have to do to sort of find something or cutting my way through lots of grass just to get enough coins to buy something from this guy in a spaceship or a, a flying ship thing. Um, at the moment, I'm trying to find this kid on this island and I keep flying around in my bird. Like, sort of, oh, is that, fly is, around that the, um, bird. is that the girl on the rainbow island or something? Well, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the woman's lost a child which is a strange thing to have in a children's game anyway. But the woman's lost a child. She's frantic, and you, you sort of volunteer for the job. And I've been running around that island trying to find this kid for ages, and I just think, you know, just, just face it, love, she's gone. Right? Kid's gone. Yeah, don't um, worry about it. Well, if it's a side quest, then you don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Move on. But no, you, you, on. You, I've, I've got now really sort of pedantic about it. I just think I have to do it a bit in sequence because I don't want to miss it. I, I, it's a good, I just, well, it's a good game. For sure, yeah. and I think um, I, I definitely would rate Skyward Sword as probably the best Zelda game I've played since Ocarina of Time. Uh, yeah, I've we finished. Uh, I'd say I finished it. You know, this is one of the things I'm you very. Cheated, I'm, haven't you? Uh, well, I didn't use many walks. You wanted to say you finished it? No, I. Well, I didn't. I didn't finish it. I did what I did in a lot of games. I had this conversation with some guys the other night. As I got to the end, I got to the final boss, fought him a couple of times, couldn't beat him put the controller down and i haven't come back since and i've done that with so many games i'll get to the final you know i'll spend 40 plus hours making my way to the end of the game and then right at the end just go yeah that's far enough yeah and just walk away so stan knows i've i've uh, my son knows i haven't finished it he keeps telling me we have to finish it i've done this in all no man i'm not i'm not one of these people who has to go around and get all the awards i don't understand in like halo or, or if you're playing resident evil or whatever that you spend all this time just faffing about it's like, get through there, get through the scenes. The only sort of game, I suppose, where I, I've, I've probably gone back and, and replayed stuff is probably in Deuce X, the latest one um, that you're, you're playing at the moment, where, um, what, what's it called again? It's, it's Deuce X. Uh, uh, Human Revolution. Human Revolution. Well, I wanted to see each ending to see, you know, if you've made the right choice or whatever. So I replayed it, replayed it, replayed it, and made the choices. And that was worth it because there were some good cutscenes in there, but... 
I'm not an awards person. I just think you just there's just not enough time in life to be that petty. No, that's a good game. So that's one of the games I've been yeah. playing. But I haven't played okay. a lot this week. And I tell you what's pushed it out of the way is I started playing Minecraft on the 360. Um, that you've heard of Minecraft, obviously. No, tell me about it. <laughs> oh, right. If you haven't heard of Minecraft, because I haven't been playing on the Xbox. Well, I, X, I, I mean, sort of Minecraft. Just sit in there okay. collecting dust. And... Well, I, Minecraft has just come out on the Xbox 360. It was released on the PC, and it's probably you know it's a minor sort of revolution of a game. It's sort of you on the surface, it appears to be quite a sort of simplistic, run along, um, hack at blocks, build things. Um, and um you know there's a few bad guys in it or whatever but it it gained a massive following and uh, made somebody very 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 rich and they finally got around to releasing it on the 360 and i always knew it was going to be one of those games probably like world of warfare world of warcraft you know that i just shouldn't go anywhere near and uh but i couldn't help it i thought i gotta try it i just tried the demo to start and then that was it. I've just been in and I've been building a hotel. I've been building a rail system. Um, you know, gar- I've been gardening. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. I'm losing days and days of my life. I got to, supposed to be building a bathroom and here I am building a hotel. I built a, a health spa at the bottom of my hotel. And in fact, I've been running a server where other people have been coming in and building things as well. So we have a pretty neat world going on. It's so, I feel... I must admit, I feel quite ashamed. I think you need to go and have a, a long shower after that. I, I, I don't buy into that uh, artificial world sort of thing where people go and spend like their actual money to own and run little little world things. I, I'm not. I, I don't know why that what that's all about. Well, yeah, I can understand that you're probably you're building a little empire because you don't in real life. But it's it's it's, it's, it's I don't know. Is, is there anything at the end of it? No, there's not actually yeah. a point to it either. I can't see. I think in the in the PC version, you can actually finish the game. There's something you can work towards. But in this one, I don't even know what it is. There's no point. I just keep building and doing stuff and going back in. But it's uh, one of the things about it is I've been also playing another game, Trials Evolution, which is a motocross game on the 360. And uh, I'll play Trials Evolution, and you have to, you know, it's, do you remember Kickstart? the game oh brilliant yeah so it's so it's like that but this one's like really really excellent physics and and um um you can multiplayer on it race against other people some of the tracks are easy some of the tracks are very difficult and you know i will get up from a session on that and my lips are chewed my arms hurt my legs hurt i'm so stressed it's unbelievable whereas i'll play something like minecraft and i'll just be pottering around you know, building a statue or whatever it is. And I can just shut that up, play till two in the morning, shut it off, go to bed and fall asleep straight away. There's no stress in it. So I find it quite refreshing in that way. But, um, uh, yeah, it's been very successful. Apparently, I think it made something like six million pounds in the first 24 hours it was released, which is not bad going. Yeah, it's not bad going. So Super Mario Galaxy used to make me kind of like, me and my wife would just basically have domestics purely because I couldn't sit there and watch her play it. She used to fall off edges, go such and such, and, go, and I was getting nervous for her. But when she was just going to get to the bit, and because I normally had to sort of be the gentleman and say, right, I've got to a certain bit, but you know, if you have to play, come on then. So she'd have to play, and then she'd fall off, and then my lies would start going down, and I'd have to pick it up, and then I would be getting stressed because those big sort of boulders, and you're on a sort of like big area, and the boulders are coming over, these big sort of blocks with the unhappy faces kind of thing. And, and I, 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 that, that would be it then. I'd be stressed, actually, for the, the rest of the night. 
I'm thinking I'm paying for this. Yeah, see, that's Paid where's the pain. where's the fun in that? I don't I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I like the world bit. I, I can understand the world building games, but I don't understand people coming and living in them. No, well, yeah, it's one of those things. I, I'd be really protect- if you have a sort of an entrepreneurial thing, you get an award like fancy football where there's a chance you might get some monetary gain out of being quite ruthless. You know, I can I can get that. Yeah, I can understand that. Well, I can only tell yeah. you it's it's horribly addictive, and it's I really enjoy it. So, uh, whatever whatever however whatever magic uh, he's weaved in coming up with this game, it's fantastic. It's very good. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing pretty much. Um, not much else for the moment. We dip into Super Mario Galaxy occasionally, um, but uh, yeah. So I tell you what, I did. I tell you the other freebie that that was on that I got off PlayStation was that zombie game that I recommended to you. And then I got to the point where it's one of the last levels, and you just get bombarded by thousands of them. Um, it's the uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. And I thought this is this is genius, you know. You, you've got it's just, it's just a really good looking game. Um, and there's lots of great weapons in it. You, you you have to use a little bit of like a brain power to to do it. And then you just get into this bit where you're just getting bombarded by it, blows them. And I, and I had to walk away from that. Um, and now actually now I'm talking about it and I'm thinking about it. I'm actually want to go back and try and finish it. It's tragic. Well, there's a lot of games yeah. where. <clears throat> What I found more and more is is you is it's very clever to manage and get on top of your state of mind for gaming. You know, can I play this game now? No, I cannot play this game now because I'm liable to go into a psychotic rage. So I better play this game now. You know, unfortunately, most of the time I want to play games is when I'm at work and I start thinking about them. But um, you know, there's always a time and a place for something. I suppose there is. Is the hour that your wife lets you. Yeah, that, well, that's there, pretty there much is the time and the place. Yeah. It's, 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 she's not back yet. Everything's quite peaceful or whatever. You, you get your, your hour slot. Yeah, you know, especially by those, like those chess time clocks. As soon as she's going right quickly, um, I, I was playing God of War games and I had these sort of slots where you were normally walking across a really tight sort of plank or something up there and falling off because these blades kept cutting you down. And I, and I must have done it about fifteen, twenty times and. An hour's not enough, you know. I want to be sitting there getting fat with a beard, getting a full two hours, three hours. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. you have to pick your battles. Okay, so I had some yeah. gaming news, um, and this first piece of news is very relevant to what we were talking about. Um, this was an article in the Wall Street Journal, and they and you know what? I can't find the article in front of me now, but uh, it was basically saying that they had said that the next the successor to the PS3 the next console that's coming from the PlayStation 3 it was originally thought that it was going to have no optical drive or um no CD or DVD drive for those um who want to know what that means so it would be download only but apparently according to the Wall Street Journal now they are definitely releasing it with an optical drive and they say the reasons are they do not trust people's bandwidth performances across the world at the moment. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think that's obviously um, shamelessly pushing people to I buy stuff online, which is, which is the way that I kind of like it to a certain extent. But how, how are you going to play all your old games? How are you going to watch your, your, your movies and everything else? You're being forced down the tunnel 
to, 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 to download all the time. Well, it's reliant on, on an internet connection, isn't it? Yeah, I hear, I hear your argument for that, but I'm not one, I don't know if I agree with you. I'm not really one of these people who sees a console, um, and thinks I should be able to play my previous games on that. You know, consoles move on. I'm not looking to play anything from the PS2. You know, there's a few PS2 releases that are coming out and, you know, but there's not really much from older consoles that I want to play. Uh, so I don't expect that much backward com- uh, compatibility yeah, out of a console. We, we, in, in, until we have in, in, in our countries, you know, what they seem to have in, in the rest of Europe and in Japan, unless you've actually got a good, good bit of bandwidth up to like 100 meg or whatever, we have like a flan through a keyhole kind of like bandwidth here. And as soon as everybody comes on, that's it. You, you're done. I've got like a 40 meg link. As soon as everybody else comes on, and even you know, it's just like a dial-up twenty-eight k thing. It just chugs along. Well, yeah, okay. But you can't but, be reliant on that. No, you can't. And so that's a good point. But also, I uh, take a look at the two games that I've said that I've been playing: Minecraft and three hundred and sixty. And you said you're playing Rainbow Six Vegas. All those are downloadable content. Downloadable. Yeah, but they they are big gig size kind of like downloads. If they're gonna have any good graphic content. They're gonna be one point eight gig something like that. They're gonna be big monsters. Oh yeah, anything brand new. I mean, you look at something like say, um, uh, yeah, anything new that's on a Blu-ray, particularly something like a Final Fantasy. That's gonna be stuffed full. I don't even know what a DVD is. Eight gig. DVD's got four four gig. Oh, sorry, a Blu-ray, a DVD is four oh, gig, Blu-ray. but a Blu-ray is eight or sixteen or something. I mean, yes, it's, that's a lot because they Final Fantasy thirteen was released on the PS3 on one Blu-ray. For mm-hmm. Final Fantasy thirteen, it had to be released on three DVDs. That's twelve gig. Uh, well, that's a lot of a lot of. You know what, my it is, man. Yeah, that's and a lot then, so, of, you're, so you're convincing yourself of your own argument that you're, you're saying to people. Not only do you have to invest, invest in our expensive console, let's just face it, it's going to be 500 550 I would have thought, on, when, it, when they release it. And then you've got to have a decent bandwidth connection. Then you're not going to be able to sell any of your games on and have that kind of nice little free enterprise that was going on around gaming where you could go on eBay and sell the stuff. That yeah, but I don't think anybody's surprised that they don't want that. I mean... Well, no, but I, so what? It's not their, their, their thing, is it? No, it's not. Okay, so that leads me nicely. That's a nice segue, Jeremy. Well done. On to the, next, on to the next article that I had for a piece of gaming news, which was if you have a game that has downloadable content already on it, so the developers are going to charge you to unlock that content, even though it's already on the disc. If you crack that disc and get your downloadable content, is that bad? Is it against the law? Because you've already paid for that disc and you already it's in your possession. And so you already have that data. So it's an interesting model. And uh, I don't know. I'm interested in, in what you think about that. So that's a little bit like saying that you own the code to it on the disc and you don't. You know, that's the developer's code. You don't own um, the Unreal Engine. You don't own all that stuff. I can understand that. It's just making it more user-friendly for the for the end users. I, 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 you see, I, I don't agree, um, to be honest, with having to pay more for, for, for the, the environments. I think you should get, say, five free. Um, have a go with those. Burn those out. And then if they're doing enormous maps that it's got, and you get a chance to sort of play them and then pay for them, I can get that idea. Because sometimes you download maps and they're just pants and they're tiny. I remember with the zombie maps that we, we downloaded in the, um, you know, the, the World of War stuff and, and 
there just wasn't anything exciting about them whatsoever. And by that point, you'd already bought them, and you'd never really have a chance to sort of like demo them. So, uh, well, I get the argument that that people should have to pay, but they should have a sort of trial before you buy things. Well, maybe I'm not sure how you you know yeah, trialing maps and things. Like that. I mean, I've always no, I, you just you just get a use of them for like a, a, an, an evening, get a three hour kind of like clock that ticks away. And if you want to carry on, or an hour clock, if you want to carry on with that, you, you have to buy it. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. And you know what? I mean, the downloadable downloadable games on Xbox Marketplace, a lot of them are are um, timed. So you can trial – almost everything, I think, has a trial on Xbox Live Arcade. So you can trial the game for an hour or 10 minutes or 12, whatever it is. And that's a nice feature because I've downloaded a lot of games and gone, there's no way I'm buying that. Absolutely, yeah. And then I've downloaded – It's a little bit of the argument that musicians used to have about iTunes is, is that you have to buy the whole album. Now, if, if if you want to just buy a couple of singles off it, then you will. Why do I need to buy the whole album? If it's not good, the whole album, then that's your fault and you should have written better music. Well, um, and it's the same thing, yeah. same thing with, 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 with games. You should have a little try before you buy, so you have a little taster. If it's resting good, you'll probably get the rest of the album. Well, it's a very good point, and I think, and, and I think what ultimately... You know, the ultimate answer to all of this is that consumers will will um, make uh, their decisions with their uh, wallets in the end. You know, and if yeah. you don't want to buy it, they're not going to buy it. So, whatever. Well, I, I, but those two articles are basically saying to me at the moment that the market is getting incredibly greedy, incredibly sort of like, uh, they've always been a bit capitalistic. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a company, but they're, they're seeing where the loose little gaps are that we've created through our own ingenuity and all the rest of it, and they're starting to plug them in and say, actually, this isn't. We're gonna we're gonna argue that it's actually for your benefit, but it's not. It's actually for us to stop you selling the games on and cutting our revenues. It's um, it's in controlling what you 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 can and, and, and can't do. I mean, if they have the whole control of the discs or, or or the downloadable content, then they could probably put out little small developers out of business because. They could just be telling them, right, well, we're not going to allow you to sort of pay the thirty nine 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 or whatever it is. You've got to pay you know, these costs. You've got to do such and such. I, I think it's it, it, it's a little bit like how you've got your, your, your Sky and you've got your BT or whatever, is that they're trying to force you to have to have all of your stuff through one channel, so, and that's reducing your choice. Yeah. And it gets a little bit frightened when they're reducing your choice because I think that harms development, you know. Yeah, well, you know, when you have these big markets or whatever, they're small fish, you know, the bigger a market is or the bigger a company gets, they have trouble plugging the holes, the small holes, and they can't do it. And I think you have a cycle where, you know, it'll get so big that the small developers will find their way to get in. And, you know, whether you look at um, small developers developing for a lot of the handheld devices now, um, you know, the, the market for small games that aren't massive probably don't take, you know, don't take millions and millions of dollars of development costs are making a lot of money now. Yeah. Um, you know, Minecraft, you know, as an example, is something that was made, you know, came out from one guy and, um, you know, it's probably some developer friends or whatever. And, you know, it's made the guy multiple, multiple millions of dollars, you know, and is one of the biggest games out there. So, you know, anyway, I, I wish him well. I really feel good for him. Yep. And his <laughs> yeah. Some nerdy Mark Zuckerberg loony. I, that's another thing that's makes me laugh about the whole sort of price around um, around Facebook. 
Everybody knows that's a flash in the pan thing. Everybody knows it's burning out. The ideas in that whole thing are dying a death. And it just shows you generally that no one on the stock exchange has a clue. Or someone's sitting there artificially hyping Facebook that it's this kind of great revenue generating. And it's not. Well, it's, it's, it's what I think with the thing with the Facebook is, you know, and I haven't read up on it and I'm not. You know, I'm not an expert on it by any means, but it definitely that mind that that um, uh, stock launch made some people a lot of money. And you know what? Yeah. It wasn't me or you. No, they artificially pumped up the price massively, and then probably started ditching the shares, and the price started dropping. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. And all these people that invested millions into it um, in the complete ignorance that somehow because you can go and see your friends. Um, lying in their own pile of vomit or somebody from work that you didn't know lying in their own pile of vomit and didn't think they'd ever be like that that that's as far as that whole thing goes that that that, that is facebook it's just seeing if ex people from school that you used to know are a fat thin bald <laughs> ugly or whatever and they're ugly kids and all that that's the only reason why we go onto facebook is yeah. to look at some of the girls that we used to know to see how big and fat they are or whether they're still good looking and that that's it it should just be called uh, let's just have a nose book. Um, I mean, the fact that those two American rowers, you know, still keep trying to sue Mark Zuckerberg, I think Friends Reunited should be suing Mark Zuckerberg because they were well out well before Facebook came out. Well, didn't they had the original idea? It's only because it was so pants you had to pay five pounds. <laughs> From Friends, I was thinking it. about Friends Reunited the other day, and it was a very neat idea. All right, but I don't really recall ever finding anyone really. I mean, I like Facebook. No. I like Facebook from the point of view. I'm a lot of people, um, but I don't tend to get too involved in the posting or whatever. It was just technically better. For, for the, the, for the Friends Reunited was the cheap English, badly put together, but genius idea that we've always come out with. And America, a little bit like Japan, was steal the idea, <laughs> make it a lot better, and then pump it out as your own kind of ideology, which they've successfully done through many, many different products. A little bit like the Germans do, I'd like say, nick them. Develop them better than we do. We end up buying stuff that we originally had the idea for. You know, yeah. Facebook should be should be should be quaking in their boots that their idea is coming to them. Didn't we do that with the Harrier jump jet? Didn't we end up selling it to the states and then buying it back? Then they started selling them back so. to us. I'd have to I check. So. That. I'd have to yeah. check that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Well, let's move on to. <laughs> Let's move. I could talk. Actually, I could talk about. It. I think we need to have another sort of up regular updates on, on, on Facebook things. So I just, I think we'll have a little monitor on our website. I'll show where the where, where the um, share price is, and I tell you what, it's not like Google. Google develops stuff and useful things. I don't see anything being useful coming out of Facebook. Yeah, but I even I'm starting to to get an idea that I'm hearing Google has having a backlash, and they're becoming so big and corporate now that they're doing underhanded things which don't. Well, they said that they weren't. Yeah, there's a big article actually in the in, in the in the UK that um, I mean, one of Google's kind of like mission statements was to say that we're not going to be evil. Um, and obviously, when they were going around recording um, and making sure that people have had um, open. Um, wireless routers and stuff where they could get access and they could find out those people's details. They, they were recording that allegedly, let's say for, for the lawyers out there, they were allegedly um, recording personal and private information and emails and stuff when they were doing their, their road mapping, let's take pieces of people's houses um, initiative. Um, and that they have gone evil as well. I think it's just inherent. Richard Branson is also evil. For everyone who sort of thinks, oh, he's just a cuddly, sweet man who's still nervous after all this time of being in the public eye. He um, 
he's evil as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Richard Branson is evil, right? Yeah, no, everybody just thinks he's this kind of bumbling Hugh Grant kind of like type, and he, he's... He, he's not. He's ruthless. Oh, look at that! I mean, look at that segue. That you're good. You're good. Yeah, at this. you see what I led us into. You're there. Segueing into the movie talk. Well, okay, and I meant to mention this. Yeah. We, I should have mentioned this at the start of the podcast because what we have decided mm. we're going to do on a weekly basis is uh, decide on a movie, watch it, and then rip it to shreds or whatever afterwards. So uh, this week, for some bizarre reason, you suggested Men in Black. Because, you're cutting out a bit man. Oh, sorry are you, am i still there you, you suggested yeah, men in black i think we'll do that we'll, so we say men in black next week is the is the one we'll talk about because men in black three is coming out and um so that so that will do is something to watch for next week and anybody who wants to watch that can do that and this I, i'm hoping that, that, that will smith has his kind of and he's got this in his contract now is that he needs to take his top off in every film and kind of see him sort of working out and, and you can play a sort of game now in any film that he does because he's obviously got um, a massive insecurity issues probably because those little ears and that tash that's never got further than a couple of a uh, couple of millimeters around that that, that lip of his is that he has to have his top off and uh, and and show his buff body um and i'm looking forward to that in, in men in black three there's lots of scenes of him sweating and being buff. Is he, st- is he anyway, still sorry. one of those actors that he's uh, still buff? Yeah, he's, 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 he's old now. He's got kids. He's a dad. He's midlife. You know, think yeah. times have moved on. But um, uh, That's his crisis. You know, I, I was always really disappointed in the fact that Jackie Chan, who's a legend, gets second billing to his son. I mean, how did, how did your son, Will, get, get that job? Where, where, how did he get that job to play Karate Kid? And not the fact that you've only just... You've just gone back and remade a film that didn't need to be made, remade because Ralph Macchio was fantastic with all his teeth <laughs> in that, that thing you know, well, but you've gone back and you've, you've gone and remade it again I don't well, I, yeah. and put Jackie Chan's second billing to Will Smith's well kid. Jackie Chan's a legend I don't think there's any argument in that yeah. So, but I apologize. That's okay. That, yeah. So we said we talked. So the, the the decision I made, or decision that I suggested, or the decision I suggested, the movie I suggested, and you seem to agree to, was that we would watch Four Weddings and a Funeral. And there was slight, there was a reason for that one that I, that I picked that one. One because it was uh, an old film that everybody would have seen. It appeals to males and females alike, and it was a film. One of those British films, one of those sort of rare British films that comes along once in a while and conquers the U.S. and pretty much the world or whatever. I mean, it made a lot of money and um, um, was very successful, launching quite a few careers there as well. Um, Hugh Hugh Grant really took off after that one, I believe. So, so I did. I watched it the other night. I really didn't want to. I mean, once I'd committed to it. I really thought, what have I done? I doubt. I, 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 yeah, it's aged like a bottle of Black Tower. Isn't it? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Black Tower. It really has. It's just there, isn't it? Well, I guess it's, it's kind of cod sentimental, naff, romantic, overly familiar ensemble of Middle England middle class twats bumming their way through life with a bottle of wine and a Middle England attitude. You know, the kind of people that you know you think that Tim Hemmons a winner, that Q. For years to get into uh, Wimbledon, um, and it was this kind of strange formulaic-like thing that literally Richard Kerr has been very clever because he's basically done that film and made it three times. He then went on to make Notting Hill, and then he made Love Actually, which is basically Hugh Grant. I'm really sorry. I think it was kids who did it. I, 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 
Every, uh, and, and that's it. That is, that's what those days films are. Annie McDowell has the strangest teeth, man. There's, there's certain women that go into the unsexy category, and Annie McDowell, whatever she does, is still unsexy. It doesn't matter what she really? does. Really? I. She's just, yeah, oh, she just, she's not. Oh, sexy. I saw, no, I have to disagree there. See, now the char- Andy McDowell's char- character, I mean, I think Andy McDowell, there's a couple of times in that where she's looking um, at Hugh Grant or whatever, and, I'm th- and I think she's absolutely beautiful. But, oh. but. But there's a big but here. I can't stand her character in the film. And um, I, re- I haven't watched the film for like 10 years or whatever it's been. Um, it was made in 1994. So it's pushing nearly 20 years old, which um, time flies, eh? Uh, but I still remember, and it came back to me, I watched it again this week, that I just, that's the one thing that doesn't sit well with me in this movie is I don't like her character. She has the fling with Hugh Grant, which is all fine, you know, flings happen. But then she has a fling with him just after she's introduced her fiancé to him. Then she comes back, and then yeah. she turns up at a wedding. I don't even know why she's at this wedding. What's her connection there? And as a result of her being there, telling Hugh Grant that she loves him, right before he's about to go up in the altar, she destroys this, this wedding. Which also leads to the fact is why is Hugh Grant marrying Duckface or whatever? I mean, it's just so... Yeah. It's all these ridiculous, uh, un- well, illogical kind of manoeuvres in order to just push the story along that have no bearing in anything that's real or realistic. Uh, I, I just sort of found her passive-aggressive, kind of like, uh, st- a little bit like the same character that Julia Roberts plays in um, in Notting Hill. They're, they're just evil. They're just not even really nice women. I mean, he should just basically just had his little light sleep, sleep with her. Looked at her teeth. Recommended she'd got some um, something for them because they're, they're strange teeth. They're kind of like they've got these little dark bits. I don't I don't know what's going on with their teeth. Um, I, I didn't get the big gay guy thing. I know he sort of chucks in and uh, Richard Curtis all these various different characters in order to sort of like cross and ensure that every sort of uh, minority etc is, is is included in there. And I just didn't think it was a realistic. Uh, kind of uh, thing of, of, of gay people. Not that I know any sort of realistic kind of thing with gay people having sort of gay friends. I just don't think they would have related to this sort of strange large hobbit jumping around and then suddenly having a heart attack and then pushing the story on so that they can get a poem read by a Scottish guy who, in our country, does the co-op. Um, I think he does the co-op. <laughs> Is that what? And he's managed to write, rhyme good. With food, they're, they're, they're kind of like their their statement is it's good with food, and he's managed to go it's good with food. I, I don't get that. Well, okay, um, so I see here his career is flying. Then, oh, well, they're saying that he's probably making a ton of money from it. Uh, well, he went on to do the um, the mummy, the mummy yeah, stuff, I know, he, and he actually played a kind of Hugh Grant character in that of the bumbling fool. And I just think on the international stage where we're putting these films out. It just basically says that we are like the kind of like, I suppose it's what Inspector Clouseau did for French police. Hugh Grant has done that for an Englishman. It's just sort of overly apologetic. Sorry, it's David Cameron kind of like top weaselly sort of weak wusses who run around with a load of flowers that they've grabbed out of a pot um, to go and then woo over some old tart that no one really cares about. And that's, you know, all of the people, even in Love Actually, where um, who's the girl who's always worried about the size of her ass, and she's done all those films, um, that all those awful uh, parts of the Caribbean stuff. I have no idea. She's like a good-looking boy. 
Oh, uh, Kira Knightley? Yeah. She plays an evil old cow as well. <laughs> she leads that bloke along. I just think that these are really characters that you just don't like. There's no nicest to it. There's no nicest. The only decent one, actually, in, in Four Weddings is the deaf guy. Yeah. I, I, he's the only one I sort of like, 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 you know, he's the only thing that sort of does anything. I just well, think he's it, the only one who doesn't say anything, so I suppose that's... Uh, well, that's, <laughs> we could just have him doing hand signs. Yeah. It was a little bit... I, 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 I tell you what, Hugh Grant, for me, personally, is an actor. Isn't an actor. He's kind of in the kind of Brad Pitt, um, Jude Law school, Men Hate You kind of thing. I remember when I watched The Talented Mr. Ripley that I rewound the scene so many times the Jude Law getting smacked around the face with an oar that I think you know, the DVD was just knackered by the end of it because I just I hate him. He's the kind of person where, uh, there's a story about him actually, um, where he he was um, being followed by the press in, in the UK and um, they were really hounding him, trying to get a shot and he's trying to get away. Um, and this woman tried to defend him and said, leave him alone, he's, he's a film star, he's just a guy in film, blah, blah, blah. And he turned around and said, I'm not a film star, I'm an actor. And at that point, we should just have this kind of like God gun, grabbing him, Hugh Crabble, uh, uh, grab him, grab um, this whole line of Brad Pitt type sort of talentless monkeys and shoot them with the God gun, <laughs> just to advance the whole thing. Because obviously, I just Tyson. Yeah. So sorry on that. I just, That's okay. Just Apparently, uh, Hugh Grant, while he was making the film, thought it was awful. So there you go. Well, he then went on to make two exactly the same, where he basically plays the prime minister and plays the same bumly guy. And all these guys as well seem to have no money but live in, in areas where you have to have. Well, this is true, yeah. I, I, I don't even want to start thinking about the... Well, you're not going to... Let's not pull it to pieces to, to, to that degree. That's not really... Um, We'll just uh, we'll dig ourselves well, yeah, well, into a hotel. Well, it's crazy, but I think with Hugh Grant yeah. anyway. I mean, he, of course, he went on to do more of the same. I mean, it was a winning formula. I think the film took two hundred and forty-four million dollars worldwide. I mean, they just well, they just what he was just a license to print money, wasn't he? For ten years after that, but he's disappeared. Oh, well, yeah. He hasn't sort of disappeared. I keep hearing about him in the news, but he's not. Is he doing any acting? I haven't seen him in any film. No, he's 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 kind of been in. The, we've got a Leveson inquiry going on at the moment, which is looking into press standards and all the rest of it. We don't have any standards. Let's just face it. When they started recording the uh, or, or breaking into the messages of a of a dead girl, I think that we kind of reached the nadir of um, of the tabloid press. Anyway, I mean, yeah, well, I can what, tell you what, that I can tell you that story what, made it over here. That was. Um, Oh, did it? Yeah, well, you should yeah, be careful that your uh, newspapers that are owned by Murdoch, or especially the ones in the US, haven't followed the same sort of line. Um, but we don't. They've but been they buying doesn't... themselves influence into our political arena for years, and people seem to have enough balls, and I use that in inverted commas, to send young men to their deaths, but they don't seem to have any balls to stand up to some wrinkled 80 year old infirm Australian, um, you know. Allegedly, on all this stuff. So if there is a little wheezy little lodge, she's like, oh, I'm sure it's not true to you. Just piss off. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, we don't seem to, it doesn't seem to be the vitriol of the, or the, um, the hunger of the press over here quite to the extent that is, that's there. I want to know, mate, when they've been doing this, all they've got to ask is one question to all these people that were like the heads of the, 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 the companies where they're saying, how did you think your guys were getting these stories? If you didn't know about phone tapping, how, how, did you think your guys were managing to get these stories over other people getting these stories? How, how did you think that was happening? Because we found out that Andy Coulson, who was Prime Minister's um, press secretary, 
who was basically, I suppose, a spin doctor. He um, he's now been done for perjury in Scotland um, because he denied that knowing any phone hacking, but it's been shown that he he knew very well that there was phone hacking going on. Uh, Cameron needs to grow some nuts and basically say the reason why I employed uh, Andy Coulson from the News of the World because I wanted to buy influence and have all the papers like that's why I did it. I, I, I was naive, I was stupid, um, but that's why I've done it. And, uh, and I think that this, you know, be refreshing just to hear someone say that. Yep, and uh, that's for weddings and a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you're going to watch Four Rings and a Funeral, I think that the bearable thing is, is that in the speeches during the kind of like the wedding bits, there is some nice touches, there's some good classic kind of English bumbling, and there is a chance that I admit, if I, I'm probably being too harsh. Um, well, I can tell you, I, I there, just, were, there were at least two or three times when I did laugh out loud. But they were classic bits, well, which it. I remember laughing out loud 10 years ago, which are the sort of the zingers where you know the whole of the audience is laughing out loud. They they were there. I mean, it's 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 uh, it, it was an easy to watch. It's an easy to watch film. Sugar sugar coated. I watched it with Grace. You know, yeah. but we've both. I must have seen it a hundred times. I mean, there's no surprises in there. Um, and I walked out, and I didn't feel numb. I didn't feel elated. I felt like I'd learned nothing, and my life really wasn't that much richer from watching it again. Yeah, at all. And, and, and I I think that's why he's kind of made his money now. Um, he could probably pay off the debt of a small African country, Richard Curtis. Um, he should probably do what Bono doesn't do either, while he's avoiding tax in, in Ireland, is, is to actually just say, say, I'm going to do another bumbling Englishman with Hugh Grant, and all the money's going to go to Africa. And I probably respect him a little bit more. Yeah, but I don't think a bumbling Englishman with Hugh Grant's going to work anymore. I mean, he's he's 50 now. Yeah, but they can have just an old sort of bumbling guy that meets somebody in a, in a library. Um, she happens to come from Japan. <laughs> Old bumbling um, eye. Their eyes lock at the depends section of the supermarket where they're talking. They end up talking about their incontinence together. Yeah. All right. Maybe that'll work. I, 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 I can see that. You know, he could be there um, in his kind of tweed jacket, in his pink salmon kind of like corduroys on, um, with loads of Sunday newspapers under his arm, bumbling away. And then suddenly a Japanese woman could come along, or, or somebody from Russia perhaps, and he could, uh, or, or, or Chinese, you know, so that we can sort of, you know, it could be a multicultural sort of life. That would be like breaking um, new markets, like Manchester United's yeah. a Japanese player, right? Yeah, and, and we could get some influence and probably sell some stuff over in China. Probably. You know, then we could, we could get a market around there because, you know, we just, just sort of see as American now, as much as we love him, as, as kind of our, our old partner. And we'll just haul Hugh Grant out to, to various different sort of, you know, commercial initiatives. It, it might just work. Okay, now we're moving into the world of fantasy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move us along. And uh, I really didn't have much movie news. You know what? I looked up movie news, and there really isn't much news. Nothing that really I consider newsworthy. But... Um, I think just released or coming out in North America this week, we have Prometheus, which I think came out with you guys yesterday. Or the or yeah, the, or we, 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 you know we've got past this ridiculous situation of having to be staggered, like we're the poor cousins whenever a film comes out that we have to have it later than anybody else. I'm so glad that somebody thought, hold on a minute, why are we doing this? 
Yeah. Well, did... And I think they probably thought because people are pirating the film and then giving it to the to the UK anyway. But we always had this ludicrous late releasing, and I think that, that, that obviously Prometheus, which was I think is going to be an amazing film. Um, I think that if you've seen Ridley Scott's kind of la- last few offerings onto the the table, have been pretty poor bacon sandwiches. Yeah, I must admit, that's a good point. I I don't have a list of Ridley Scott's um, last few films, but I did watch, and you know what, I can't even remember which one it was, but I watched a film of his not long ago and it was awful. It really wasn't very good at all. Um, But um, I'm pretty, uh, I wouldn't say I'm excited about Prometheus. I've had a quick look around and I, and there's not a lot of, if there is a lot of hype about it, I'm missing it. It's been very... um, uh, overcrowded by the Avengers, which has blown everything away. But um, I like the fact it's got Guy Pierce in it, who I'm always one of my favorite actors, and yeah. uh, Idris Elba, who I'm not sure if people are familiar with him, but he played Striker, Striker Bell in The Wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like him. English black actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from uh, I think he's from I think nice he's from guy. Brixton. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know that'll be interesting. I think Charlize Theron is one of the, the other people in there. I don't really know much about her. So, well, I, I know some stuff, but I mean, she's basically gone from doing winning an Oscar for uh, Monster, where she played a real life serial killer. Well, it's based on a real life serial killer. This woman who basically had sex with men, hated men, and then murdered them. And she did it. Um, there was a documentary on this woman, and she, to be honest, Charlize Theron's kind of caricature was fantastic. Um, and then she went on to do stuff like um, Aeon Flux and stuff like that, which, and then, I, th- I suppose she did a Halle Berry moment where, you know, people get these enormous awards and then all they start getting off is garbage. Uh, absolutely, Joss. And, and she fell into the Dross trap. And then she falls in because there's a certain period that we must describe for all the listeners out there is that you win an Oscar, uh, like Halle Berry, then you do like Catwoman something like that because you're going to get paid a lot of money and you do the greed thing because your ego's gone to, to, to hell and back um, then you do the perfume advert and say that um, because you're worth it even though none of us think you are um, and that's when you know you're on the downward trajectory of going to hell and you're <laughs> going to hell dead, okay because right? it follows those, those 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 three stages of Oscar take the money do the kind of like modeling contract thing and now I think Joe's friends obviously realised that she's got to come back with a bit of a fight. And Ridley's obviously given her an opportunity. Because he's also going to be doing Blade Runner, um, a, a prequel to that, which I think is going to be extraordinary. I think he's thinking, I'm going to be carking it soon. I'm 76, I think he is. He's old. He's a lot older than people think. And he's not in his 60s. He's an old guy. Um, he doesn't want his babies being touched, really. So he's jumping in there beforehand to create the legacy that so he's just not going to be remembered for. Is this, a, is this, um, is this allegedly? You probably... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a couple of a couple of films that um, he did. Um, he did this sort of film of Russell Crowe, where Russell Crowe is, is, is out in the, um, in the French sort of vineyards and stuff. And Russell Crowe has no charm whatsoever so it didn't work they needed Chief Grant actually to be in there to play the Bumble kind of Englishman he did that film he did a film with Orlando Bloom where Orlando Bloom is supposed to play a hero um, and it's all about the, the, the crusades and the rest of it and that was just dire um, and there'll be a, an, an award for anybody who can just write in it's so forgetful it's sort of Age of Empire or some that's a computer game but it was something like that it was just dross 
Um, so Prometheus is, is, is kind of like, let me get back onto the world stage as actually being a proper director. Let me get some kudos from going through from my back catalogue. I think it'd be an extraordinary film. I think it's one of those films you've got to see at cinema now. I think it's going to be big impact. It's basically around the space jockey where in the first alien film we see him sitting in this big chair and um, literally uh, and in an interview that Ridley gave, he said um, no one in, in the subsequent films, um, of which only one's actually been notable, and that's James Cameron's Aliens, although the rest just went so down and it was just horrendous, even though like Fincher would have thought he would have done a good job in the, in the third one, um, which I think he did, but it goes going. But no one ever questioned who the space jockey was and what he was supposed to be doing. He's just that big guy that's flying the big craft that they, they, they find. So Ridley's gone back to look at that. Now, I think it's all about the... I'm not giving too much away here, but I think it's about where we all come from and humans reaching out to the space jockey character, and that's when it all happens. So I think it's going to be good, mate. Okay. Well, I think well, it's well, the only thing worth watching that's out there at the moment. I mean, we've got The Hobbit, and apparently they've used photorealistic kind of like pictures, which we can review later on and discuss later on, but apparently it's a bit too realistic. Well, I wait to yeah. see... Um, I'll, I'll probably go and see it, and uh, I'll reserve judgment and find out... Uh, whether I liked it or not. So, um, the other thing I had, um, uh, just actually, just quickly, um, uh, your audio is dropping out a little bit or going a bit crazy. So I don't know whether you're moving your mic there. Um, I probably am. I'm probably jumping around. Yeah, don't jump around. Okay. Um, and the other thing I had listed here was uh, uh, coming out at the end of the month from Pixar is Brave. Very good. Uh, Brave is coming out from Pixar. Um, woman of power story um, I don't know something about a princess uh, who fires an arrow I don't know I, I'm not psyched about that at all uh, did you know I, I, I worry about Pixar I think they kind of I have to say Toy Story 3 is fantastic and it is the best one out of, out of the whole thing but I worry where they're going where they're kind of like cuddly creatures save the day kind of thing whether it's ants whether it's toys whether it's whatever um I think they're running out of ideas. And the sad thing is, is that they're so incestuous within their development, allegedly, um, that they won't take um, ex- external ideas. It has to all be internal. And, and like with the royal family, um, after, <laughs> Here we go. after a certain amount of time, um, without fresh blood coming in there, you're just basically inbreeding. Um, so, yeah, I'll be interested to see. What, what, what's the, the break or whatever it was? What's that one about? Brave. Brave. So, right. so I don't know. I saw a trailer a while back. It's all set in Scotland. So you've got the typical uh, Robbie Coltrane, Billy Connolly. I think are all doing the voices. Anybody they can pull in who's got a Scottish accent or an English accent, Emma Thompson, all that lot. They're all going to be in it, you know. And it's typical. Um, um, they're looking for a hero for the for the realm, and they need to. F- and whoever wins the archery contest is going to be the new hero or something. And then <clears throat> the princess can no longer stand it and dresses up and then fires an arrow through another arrow, and then she's the hero that no one thought should be. Or what? I, I mean, it's just like whale rider or something like that. I have no interest. Well, I have no interest in it whatsoever. Just uh, unless yeah. I see something else that changes my mind. I mean, uh, and, and from Pixar are doing what you're saying. You know, they're just. I, I've got to try and think. What up was very good. It up was very good. I enjoyed that. First twenty minutes of up was good. Yeah, the, 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 first... the fact that there's a guy. If you, if you if, again, there's a guy. He's got the ability and the technology to have talking dogs, <laughs> um, but he doesn't seem to have the ability 
So what's he supposed to be after? He's supposed to be trying to chase something, isn't he? He's trying to be after... Um, He's trying to get that, that bird. He can't get a bird. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. There's some guy who's obviously just thinking, been over to England, couldn't get laid, couldn't find a bird. Um, that's it. Old man can't find a bird. Yeah, well, you're right. I the, thought the first, tw- the first 20 <clears throat> minutes were excellent. Very heart-wrenching, that first 20 minutes. Yeah. Very good. Very yeah. good. They're very good at, at sentimental about trying to be too coddy, I think. I think their strengths lie in that. Well, um, They're very observant. I've always loved the fact in Toy Story that they had still the little... You know, you had the little plastic soldiers and you still had the little residue where the little mould was still on it. The flashing. That. Flashing. It. It's called flashing. The flashing. Yeah. yeah. Up, I just thought, uh, visually stunning. I, I thought they were going a little bit left foot. I think they were going sort of in Japanese kind of like animation where it's a little bit more, I would say, I suppose, imaginative. I know it sounds a bit of an irony to think that Pixar wouldn't be imaginative, but I think they were, the balloons tied to the house is a wonderful idea. Um I'm rambling a bit on this one, but I just kind of think that they obviously didn't think enough about the man trying to find the, the, the Uji Wuji bird or whatever it was because <laughs> they had talking dogs. <laughs> the t- you know. Well, you know what? Who doesn't like a talking dog? So, well, but um, yeah, well, okay. So I, I think there's a the thing is, with Pixar is that, that there's a lot of competition out there. I mean, Pixar started and everything that Pixar did, they were, they were groundbreaking. They pushed the envelope and they made everybody else look ordinary but i don't think that's the case anymore um i've enjoyed a lot of other films animation films that have come out and um um, i just don't think pixar anything special they've been swallowed up by disney and ho-hum see you later yeah maybe you know i look forward to you releasing something that i'm interested in and we'll see what we'll we'll see what happens They've got they've got to bring fresh blood and fresh ideas, and, and you're not going to find them internally because all you're going to do is just agree with the top man. It's a little bit like how anything runs. Um, I always think there's a certain model to to everything, and it follows a certain way and path. And, and corporations are like this, or, or 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 politicians are always creeping around the president or, or the prime minister or whatever because that's how they get ahead and you'll just start agreeing so you just have, you're just surrounded by yes men telling you that you're doing the right thing I mean Cars 2 Cars 1 was crap no oh no see now I'm going to oh, no, no, now I'm going to have to disagree see I think I think yeah see I think Cars 1 is an excellent film Ugh. I really do and I it's been so much talking about putting tarmac down no okay no 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 just hear me out now that I was probably the perfect target audience for Cars 1 because it's an excellent film. You watch, you wait till your young son is about three because you're going to start looking for things to entertain him. And one of the things that entertains children for a while and gives you a break is, is television and movies. And there's not many movies that you can put on for a child that young. Cars, you wait, Cars will be your go-to movie for him and, no, and he will love it you're interested in cars no they love they, it they, they, they little boys little boys love it and you're gonna you you believe me it's gonna happen to you you're gonna find it. it's a godsend movie for you when you're trying to get a break from your kid um but it's a clever movie but anyway i'm not gonna get into the argument you don't like it i like it i think it's excellent cars 2 uh, i be okay let's not go to cars 2 you like formula one though, no don't i you? don't well, like I mean, formula I, I, one I don't understand the attraction of that. You might just go look at the M25. I don't understand it's just cars going, but what? I don't like. I don't like. Why don't we? Put, if we polish all the cars up and put some chrome on them and put some nice stickers on them, and just watch them going past us, I, I don't get it. No, I'm not a big fan of motor racing, but Formula One is another one of those things. It's like I haven't got time. 
Although saying that, you know, I shouldn't have time no. for football and I'll sit and watch a football match. But I haven't got time for multiple sports. Concerts, they just made it dull. I, I, I don't get that. Well, I don't get Cars 1 or 2. Okay, well... And I definitely didn't get Ants. I like Bugs Life. Ants was just... Ants, was, Ants wasn't Pixar, like though, was it? Ants was DreamWorks. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, but I, but you know what? I didn't get Wally. I thought Wally was the biggest snore fest I've ever seen. It was so You're joking. boring. That's, no, that was genius. No, you see, now we're gonna have to dis- agree to disagree. Man, uh, see, you probably, you probably, I did. Nothing ever happens. It was great. It was just a sort. Of, I, I don't know. I think actually, out of all of the stuff, Wally is the best one. He's good. It's a good and character. Also has a statement it. about the kind of rising obesity and people's kind of complacency. Like they had a little uh, political statement. That's fantastic. Um, well, yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. It was going back to the dark days when we used to have Bambi getting shot or the fox and the hounds and hate each other, like each other, and then having to hate each other. And there's all this kind of stuff that had themes. And I, yeah. Well, I don't even kids. think we have gone back. I, there's, I, I would love my kids to watch things like Snow White. Um, some of those older Disney films, but I can't. Something like Snow White. I remember being scared of that when I was a kid, and uh, I think it's going <laughs> It hasn't changed now. No, probably not. I probably still. I'm still too scared to put it on for them. Having said that, The Witch is pretty scary. Exactly. Back then, they didn't mind. But you know what? I think yeah. you had a different cinema audience back then as well. Everyone was going to the cinema back then. This is an important point, actually. Um, we have all these sort of nursery rhymes, like Ring and Ring of Roses, a pocket full of poses, a tissue, a tissue will fall down. It was actually about the, the, the plague. Yeah, about um, the, the death. Yeah, uh, and, and, and you know where you have the, here comes a such and such to chop off your head, one, two. I thought it was about um, Henry the, uh, the Eighth's wives all being chopped, and therefore they were going through the tunnel and you'd get your head chopped off. Um, so kids have been susceptible to obviously horrible things kind of being lightened to make them more palatable for, for, for a long time. And I think that, that we need to get back to that. We need to scare our children a little bit and make them realise there's certain realities out there. We don't want the fluffy little bunny world, you know. Even water shit down. I remember the amount of times we used to always watch it for my sister's birthday and then sit there crying through it when I was, you know, sounds very young, probably yeah. about 19. But I, I think it's the same sort of thing. We need to, like push the envelope out again yeah you do but then you know what as well kids will tell you i mean you can sort of squeeze it out my kids will tell me if there's something's too scary or too boring um so you know well something i read that tintin was too scary and i I watched that i thought it was too boring it was a tintin oh man have you seen that no that's been and gone and passed me by oh don't don't they've ruined it okay they've absolutely ruined it they tried to follow the source material a little like they did with the watchman and it's ruined it Okay. Okay, but that's a different. We can have that discussion. That's uh, yep. There's plenty of time for that. Okay, so that's the movie sections. Four weddings. um, Thumbs up or thumbs down for four weddings. Thumbs Thumbs down. down, Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Boring. Okay. um, Briefly, television. You've been watching anything on television? There's been a couple of good things on TV. Homeland has been superb. Um, I haven't finished recently. I won't tell you too much about if you haven't seen it, but it's basically. Um, a very intelligent um, series ar- around um, an American that's been put away for eight years in a, in a, in a torturous environment within uh, Iraq. Um, Who wouldn't like that? 
Um, but no, no, no. And then he comes back and, 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 and it plays around. Has he been brainwashed to sort of like be a, a terrorist? Oh, and right. It's very clever. It's very well done. I heartily recommend that. Okay. The other thing um, that, that's, that's doing brilliantly over in the UK and probably will be absolutely hated um, in the US and hopefully it will be hated in Canada, but because it's got subtitles, is a thing called The Bridge. And it's about um, a body being found on the bridge between... Um, Sweden and uh, Denmark and literally the body's cut in half so there's sort of joint ownership of the body it's not giving too much away to tell you that and it's a, a ten-parter on how these two a, a, a Danish uh, inspector and a Swedish inspector this lady who's incredibly eccentric um, sort it out and, and, and try and resolve the, the, the murders but it's very very clever okay it's well I'm going to tell you dark. this this is um that's funny you should say that, and this, I, and I'm not saying that it's definitely related. But we had a movie over here, and I'd have to dig out. I can't. Oh, it was called um, Bon Cop Bad Cop. So Bon for French, uh, Bon for good in French. Bon Cop Bad Cop, and it was about. Uh, it was a Canadian film, and it was about a body that fell from somewhere, landed on a signpost between the Quebec and the Ontario border, yeah. and so. They had to solve it, and it was split in half. So they had a Quebec cop teaming up with uh, an Ontario or Toronto cop or whatever. Um, so been there, done that. Wow. Well, I, I thought this was really, <laughs> this was a really original idea. So it could Obviously. be very related. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it should be. Um, yeah. uh, I've been watching uh, Breaking Bad. I don't know whether you've uh, had that over there. That's the one about the guy with... Um, diagnosed with lung cancer and then takes up um cooking methamphetamines to uh, make a lot of money to prepare for his death and keep his family and that just keeps going on and on they're on about six series six now i'm on the third series it's pretty good i sort of i have to watch it in chunks and um i can do maybe a couple of episodes every so often and and it's not so bad um so yeah that's okay and um, I'm sure we've been watching. Oh, the other one we're watching is The Shield, which I think is um, a few years old, which is set in L.A., another cop one. Pretty, really gritty. Uh, but I uh, a small little squat bald guy. Yeah, that runs around exactly. Yeah, that's tents. it. Yeah, yeah. Mackie. Um, Mackie. Yeah. Like yeah. And he's, again, the same thing with Breaking Bad and the same thing with The Shield, which both of them I just realized the other day have the same thing in common, is they both have anti- complete anti-heroes in that you end up finding yourself following these guys and rooting for them but you have to realize as well that they've done some pretty bad stuff and they're not good guys at all so i i find that pretty interesting how these series can twist um we love that though mate we love the alan rickman kind of like oh here's baddie and die hard and uh well that's true here's here's an interesting this is an interesting fact that i was going to throw in earlier alan rickman was originally considered to play the part that hugh grant had in four weddings and a funeral Wow. There we go. That would have made it much more gritty. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, eh? He could have been doing a German accent and pretending to sort of like be one of the hostages. He could. And, uh, you know, I would like to see Hugh Grant play the Bruce Willis part. <laughs> well, maybe they should do a remake of both and really just swap everyone around. Yeah. Why don't they do that? It's, it's a little bit like I always felt with a bond. They could have, um, they could like replace Andy. They could somebody, just have guest people. They could replace Andy McDowell with... Uh, the uh, black cop that Bruce Willis Bruce Willis uh, befriends in uh, Die Hard. Yeah, 
Yeah. That would work. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't. I'll get my coat. Uh, okay, moving on to uh, sport. I have listed here sport. Do we have – we're at an hour 20 now. Well, we'll cover some very sport pretty briefly, and then I think we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, Euros are coming. They start next week. Yeah, big news over in the UK about the worry about violence um, and the police being incredibly corrupt. I don't know what they were expecting in those countries anyway. Um, yeah, now the Euros are being held in the Ukraine and Poland. Poland, that's right. Um, it's more in the Ukraine, really, where um, they just won't take any proverbial off any of our supporters if they're getting drunk and getting out of order, which um, a lot of people say is good, you know, clamp down on it. But they also won't support them if they're getting beaten up and stabbed by quite a various amount of um Far right groups that are out there, unfortunately, in the, in those areas. So, yeah, uh, various different people have come forward. Um, Sol Campbell's one who said that don't go out there. Um, there's major concerns, mate. Really, I think you know it's it, 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 it's funny. Um, our England team, we seem to be dropping like flies at the moment. We don't see any forwards. Um, Rooney's got too much ban. Um, your Chelsea man has been injured. Um, what's his name? Uh, John Terry. Um, no, John Terry's all right. Uh, oh, is he all right now? Is Gary Cahill's yeah. out. I read today Gary Cahill is out for England with a double jaw fracture that he got on Saturday. Um, and your favourite player, I think Rio Ferdinand, has got the hump because he hasn't been called up. I think good, you know. Guys are so, kind of missing like his drug tests and all sorts of stuff. Um, he looks like a duck as well. Yeah, is, so is everyone excited look. about it? Is everyone starting to fly England flags on their cars? No, everyone's kind of building up for the Queen's uh, Diamond Jubilee uh, yeah. for some reason. Um, but yeah. I don't, well, I, 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 I think people will get behind England as they always do and hope something's going to happen. But it's, it's, it's personally for me, I think it'll be a separate topic about football. And its status in society at the moment. That's a big one. Big well, rant coming on that. But yeah, I, I wish them well anyway. But I, I just think, you know, that, yeah, there's a lot of other teams out there. And I'm not really happy about Hodgson as, our, as a manager. I think, you know, pfft, you know he, he might have done well with, uh, with the Swiss, but then the Swiss are, 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 are egoless, kind of like driving machines. Our bunch of ego filled. Bar at home buying a 21 year old spit roasting fish that we seem to have. Um, <laughs> I got no hope for any of them. So, will you be watching the opening matches? No. no right. That's really bad, isn't it? <laughs> I, 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 you know, I used to really be behind him. I just can't bother anymore. Sorry. Yeah, I don't find myself no. too excited about it. I mean, I should be, but I'm not really. I, in fact, I've got a feeling that. It happens, I suppose, every time. But I got a feeling that the less the less in- interest that England has in the competition, the more chance they have of doing well. I, uh, I think this, it's inversely proportional. The more expectation England has, the more chance they're going to fail. Yeah. So exactly, and, and, and to be honest, there hasn't been that build-up, mate. There hasn't been that kind of thing. I think that the tabloids have learned a very valuable lesson that as soon as they start trying to pump it up and build it up, as though England are going to do this. We had this incredibly naive notion in the last World Cup that somehow we were going to do it. God knows why, um, but we did. Um, and then we don't. It just brings a national depression. So people are kind of... It's a little bit like the Eurovision Song Contest. We we put in Ingelbert Humberding and expect to win um, and then moan when we don't. When 
you know, we filled our worst team and expect something to happen. And I, I think, you know, I'd like to just get a load of first division guys who are good, shove them in there and see how we get on. Because mm. when I'm watching these kind of like celebrity matches where you've got sort um, various people like Teddy Sheringham playing against Robbie Williams and stuff. I mean, Robbie Williams, he's, he's gone back to being fat again. Um, uh, he was playing in this sort of uh, charity match against the rest of the world. So he was playing various, various good ex-professional footballers. He was holding his own. So he's saying that a first division player with, with that kind of heart and determination to make a name for themselves. That's where we should be going. Don't yeah. go with the Premier League. Too many egos. Well, yeah, but I mean, then it's not such a bad thing then with all these good players being knocked out and maybe, you know, other people who are more hungry for it will will do better. So we'll see. Anyway, I'll, I'll try and I'll watch a lot of it here. I have no life, so cool. I'll be watching as much of it as possible. All right, fair enough. All right. Any other business? Um, there's various te- tennis matches. Um, I, I can have a probably good half an hour about tennis and that's pointless, faceless, personality-less um, Dross that that is. Uh, bring yes. back the save Jimmy that, Connors. I'll save, save, save that one. Save that, Ren. I can feel that one coming. We'll, we'll call it save. under like, where are the Jimmy Connors gone? Um, yeah, that's true. I have no interest in tennis at all. Yeah. So. That'll be coming around the corner for Wimbledon, so we have that to, to, to relish. Um, and all the kind of people that obviously love forwards or funeral will be, will be doing that. Um, but yeah, no, Matt, there, there hasn't really been. I mean, I, I yeah. I'll I'll do some research. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um, I know I missed out. I think we're running out of time. I think we're going to have to wrap this up. But I didn't uh, didn't get to cover the news. Um, But that's okay. We can do that. News is... News is news. Well, the two, the two um, pieces I'd like to just, discuss for the next next recording, aspects, I, I did write down some bits. Is the, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee, which is going to be big here. I can give you a kind of like post-Diamond Jubilee, um, my thoughts on that. And I'm also going to yeah. go up talk to you about Syria and dictators. Okay. And, and I've got a special... For Bashir al-Assad, um, their, their dictator there, or their leader, um, who looks like a kind of gaunt scouser, um, Strange pencil neck guys isn't growing a moustache. Um, I, I, I would like to chat about him. Okay, so we'll cover. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, so we have things to cover next time. That's great. Um, you are going to be working on the website to see if we can uh, have a home for all this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that will most probably be the transatlanticrant.com. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll wait to hear from you about that. I'm okay. going to. I'm going to get that underway. I've got some, some days off. Okay, maybe, yeah. So, so, okay, so we'll talk about that. Yeah. And if you can uh, send me some ideas of what you want to see on there, I'll just put the sections in. Okay, I can yeah. do that. Uh, okay, so that's it. And then next week, uh, next week's film, and uh, thank you. Next week's film we are going to talk about is Men in Black. We're going to watch Men in Black, and and you'll talk about uh, Will Smith's torso. Yeah, we're going to go very retro. So we, we're going to go for films that people have seen and then ran about them and I think what we could do is we can bung in Prometheus if we go and both go and see that we can have our own view of that I think yep. we could go and see obviously the two Hobbit films that are coming up yeah um, well those are all films that yeah. I want to go and see don't make me go see films I don't want to go see no absolutely I, I, I don't so want to go fine. see anything by Richard Kerr's okay that's good alright okay so let's wrap this up um, it's been good yeah, uh, we'll see how see how this pilot episode works, and then we'll be back, and we'll try and get another episode on next week. Uh, thank you for your time. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you. We're done. Smash it.
I'll catch you later. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.